Welcome to a new episode of the Upper Room Church Podcast. Let's join Pastor Johnson as he shares another life-changing message. All right, God bless you. God bless you all again and again and again. We're certainly glad to be here in the house of the Lord. Surely God is good and he's worthy to be praised. Well, we're going to get right into our uh, study for today. And uh, we got a few scriptures. So the Lord allow me. We're going to be in a teach mode uh, if the Lord allow us to go that way. So I ask you to get your pencil and get your paper, get your Bible and follow along with me. If you don't have a Bible, just just listen up and follow us as we uh, take a stroll down through uh, the word of God on today. Well, I want to use for a subject matter. Uh, as I was studying this and looking over it last night with the Lord dropping my spirit, uh, the turnaround. And I, that's why I named, named this message today, the turnaround. You know, and it came to my mind, uh, most of all of us can relate to uh, different uh, lawn equipments. I've seen people, I heard a friend of mine, when he bought his first uh, zero turn lawnmower. And uh, I, when I heard that zero turn, what are you talking about, a zero turn? All of us had push mowers and everything, ride record, riding tractor. And he said, Thomas, I'm gonna buy me a zero turn. And uh as I inquired about this zero turn, it is exactly that. It would make a complete turnaround, a zero, uh, and turn around and go the other way. And anyway, we're just grateful to God for all things. So this is what we're gonna talk about today, the, the turnaround. Um, and we're coming out of the book of uh Second Chronicles, Old Testament. We got a few Old Testament scripture we're going to try to go over uh, with you in our study today. Second Chronicles 7 and 14. Now, I heard people teach on this particular uh, scripture many, many times. And it's pertaining to uh, really Solomon and children of Israel. As Solomon built God a house. As he built the temple, he built Solomon temple house for the Lord. And God told Solomon, you know, for building the temple that he was going to forever have his presence. There at that temple and Solomon, as when they got it all built, put all the precious things in the temple that need to be in there. And I tell you, Solomon filled God house with all kind of precious thing. And, you know, and he just made the house of God beautiful and also his house also. And so uh, as Solomon, when, he, when they finished building the temple for the Lord, they, of course, they did what they call a dedication. And this dedication sometimes lasts for uh, days and weeks as they dedicated uh, this particular temple that they built uh, for the Lord. So during this dedication, uh, at the end of Solomon's prayer, as he dedicated this uh, temple to the Lord, uh, God came into his vision, uh, into his dream, his prayer. and, And God let Solomon know, I heard your prayers and he had something to say to him. Uh, doing this dedication uh, to for the temple. But anyway, I want to pick it up, just give you a little gist of what, what's going on here. Solomon built a temple and he dedicated it to the Lord. And after he dedicated it to the Lord, God began to speak to Solomon in verse number 11. Okay, this Second Chronicles 7, verse number 11. We're going to pick it up right there. Now, I want you to keep this in mind. Uh, four plus three. Okay. Your mom might, might want to write that down. Four plus three equals, you know what it is, seven. Okay, and, and everybody know in Bible time and Bible calculation, seven is the uh, uh, mean completion. So when, in, when God deal with the number seven, he's dealing with completion. So we're going to look and see what's going to equal up to seven. It's four plus three is seven. And in this particular chapter, we're going to find out God gave Solomon and the children of Israel Four condition. And then after they met those four condition, God, God met three condition. He made three come. He said he was going to you do four and I'm going to do three. So four plus three, that's how I got equal seven and seven is a number of completion. 
Now, when I look at what was going on during that time, of course, the people were having trouble going through things. And I look at our nation today. We're going through situations where experience a thing. Uh, this this terrible virus is among us, been among us a, a, a little better than a year, a year or so, year and a half or whatever. It seemed like it don't want to go away. It seemed like it just want to hang around, linger around or whatever. But, you know, I know we are people, we as God's people are praying. Churches everywhere are praying. Folks all over the world are praying. I don't know what the world is doing. I think the world is doing something else other than praying. But I know churches are praying. You think about the number of churches that there are uh, among us, in, even in this city and around the, the world. You know, people are praying, Lord, lift this virus up. Lord, make this virus go away corona go away go back to the pits of hell wherever, wherever you come from just go back so you know people are praying and so we're saying well why haven't it been lifted we're praying we're praying other church brothers and sisters are praying so why haven't corona been lifted well when god gave these uh, four conditions to Solomon and children of Israel, they what they was dealing with at that time. And God told them, you, if you meet these four conditions, I'll do three things. I'll turn everything around and we're going to get deeper down into it. And God did. He turned it around. He turned it around after the children of Israel met those four criteria. So why haven't he turned our situation around? Well, that's because uh, when he spoke to Israel, Israel was a God nation. We are really not dealing with a God nation now. Uh, we know we church folks and Christian, we are Christian. But for the most part, all America is not Christian. We're not, this not a Christian nation. We among everything, you name it, we're among everything. So uh, when God told Solomon and Israel, that Christian nation, that well, that Jewish nation, to what they what they should do to get deliverance. They met those four requirements and God dealt with them. And so what I'm saying here today, God may not lift this thing for all America because all America is not a Christian nation. But our prayer, my prayer, your prayer is that God will lift it among you and I. That makes sense. Lift it among you and I. He may not heal all these other nations, all the other heathen and non-believers, unbelievers, and however you want to put it. He may not, he may not deal with them. The blessings of God that's going to be upon us may not spill over on them, but at least it'll be among us. So my prayer today is we're going to study Chronicles. I'm praying that, Lord, you may not heal the nation, but you can heal my nation. You hear what I'm saying? You can heal my land. I mean, where I reside, where you live, where, where, where your resident is. God can bless your residency. He can bless where you live. And that's what we're going to take a look at this study today. And we're going to see what God is saying. And we're going to see what God is going to do. So Second Chronicles 7, verse 11, after Solomon uh, finished building the temple. Well, look at verse number 11. Let's read it just a little. It said, thus Solomon finished the house of the Lord. Okay, so. He's done now. And after he, after he built, built, built the house of the Lord, finished it, it goes on said, and the king's house, he built him a house. Just, just take a look in the order in which he did that. Solomon built God a house. Then he built himself a house. Now, he didn't build himself a house, then build God a house. So that would be out of order, wouldn't it? If you go and do your thing and then do God thing second. So Solomon first, he finished the house of the Lord. Remember the order things are in. He finished the house of the Lord and the king's house and all that came into Solomon's heart to make in the house of the Lord and in his own house. See there? His own house. He prospered, prospered, uh, effective. So, in other words, so what Solomon done when he done the work of the Lord in his house, God said he prospered. He prospered so for doing it in that order, you know. And if Solomon was blessed by God for doing things in that order, very important that we understand order and, and, and priorities and have them straight. So we put God first, then ourselves, and then God blessed Solomon and his work just mightily. And verse number 12 said, and the Lord appeared to Solomon by night. Y'all see it? He appeared to Solomon by night and he said unto him, 
I heard thy prayers. So Solomon petitioned in heaven and have chosen this place to myself for a house of sacrifice. Solomon, the place that you have built, God told Solomon, I have chosen this place uh, for myself. And that's wonderful. God accepted his work. Now, check out verse number 13. Now, this is a part where people always get down into, but they never completely explain it. And I, and I titled my, 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 my topic today, The Turnaround Explained. And that's what I want to do. I want to explain what's going on here, the, the four conditions that God is about to give Solomon for the children of Israel. Uh, and I named it the, the turnaround, the four conditions explained. Oh, y'all hear that? Okay, now, verse number uh, 13 said, God told Solomon after he said, I'm going to take this house and it's going to be a house of sacrifice. God said, if I shut up the heavens, that there be no rain. Or if I command the locusts to devour the land. That's trouble right there. Or if I send pestilence among my people. So this, this is something to think about, brothers and sisters. God said, now, if I shut up heaven. So just think, if God shut up heaven, what does that mean? We're talking about the turnaround, explain. If, if I shut up the heavens, what does that mean? That means that you and I can't get a prayer through. That means that God will stop listening to us as a people. That's what God told Solomon. Now, if I shut the heavens up, that there be no rain. No rain coming down. No prayers going up and getting through heaven. Or if I command the locusts to devour the land. So if I send my, my mighty army, the, the locusts, to devour your corn, your cotton, your wheat, whatever you plant, if I send them to destroy your crop. What would that mean? That would mean that there would be no food. Then there would be no food to eat. Then there would be a famine. Well, take a look at our condition now. Seem like God sent the locals because when you go to the grocery store, a lot of the shelves are kind of bare right now. I mean, they're not full. They said, well, the ships are out there at bay. They can't get unloaded. Ain't got nobody to unload the ships and uh, get the food to the grocery store. Can't, don't have enough truck driver to drive to get it to Kroger or what the other store. Everything just all messed up, right? So God says, if I command the locals to devour the land, well, the land haven't been devoured, but we are having a problem getting it from point A to point B. Or if I send the pestilence, pestilence among my people, that will fall into the category of, of, of diseases and sicknesses. Pestilence, people getting sick. People are experiencing uh, viruses and what have you that we are experiencing today. Uh, no, no doubt in my mind, Corona, this virus is going on among us is, is in a category of pestilence among my people. Okay? You see what it said? Among my people. But look, notice in the verse 14. Now, God going to give Solomon. He said, if I do these things, well, sometimes God have to punish us. God have to chase us just like Parents have to get behind their children when they don't do the right thing. When you don't do your chores, you don't clean your room, or you get a bad report card, or you do something that you have no business doing, parents have to chase the children. Sometimes you have to get the belt. Sometimes you have to get the, well, in my day and time, mom got the switch and, and got some other things too. But, but we have to be chasing sometimes when we do the thing that we shouldn't do. So here God said, if, if my people ever do the thing that they shouldn't do, and I shut up heaven, and I send the locals, and I send pestilence among them, God said, if I do those things to you to chase you back in line, here are four criteria that I want you to meet. Now, to keep in mind, he's talking to Israel, a, 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 a religious nation, a godly nation. Not, not, now, now, not all Israel was godly. Of course, they had heathens there. They had unbelievers there. Infidels were there. But, but the main thing is uh, the, the majority of the people, they were Jewish people. And they were very religious, taught uh, the Mosaic law. So he said, now, if I do these things to you, to your people, he said in verse 14, if my people, you hear what I'm saying? If my people, now everybody's not God's people. 
You follow what I'm saying? Now, he only speaking to his people. He said, now, if my people, which are what? Called by my name. So there it is. God said, my people, number one, that are called by my name. He said, if they would do what? If they will humble themselves. We, we go through that. If we, they will humble themselves and pray, seek my face, and turn from their what? Wicked ways. Then I will hear from heaven, and I will forgive the lamb, their sin, and heal their lamb. Now, within that scripture right there, there are four conditions. I want to go over each one of them slowly and very carefully because we go through them, we run through them, and we do not explain them. Verse number one, the point, uh, point number one that is coming out of verse number 14, God said, my people that are called by my name, if they would humble themselves, somebody said humble. Now, this is what God told the children is to humble themselves. Now, we have to humble ourselves. And when I looked up this word humble, it means to recognize our failure, to recognize our failures and renew our commitment to do God will once again. Recognize that we need God. That's what humble all is all about. They that are humble themselves, we got to humble themselves. So condition number one for God to turn things around, we're talking about to turn around, to turn things around, we got to humble ourselves. A person that don't feel like he or she is wrong uh, in a matter will not humble, will not submit, you know, to, 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 whatever it might be to another person because I feel like I'm right. I'm not wrong. Why should I come down? Why should I take the low side? You remember the song that you sing about Jesus? They were saying, Jesus, he's so humble. He meek and lowly, you know, and all that stuff. Y'all remember those songs? And so, first of all, he said, if my people, if I punish you, you have to humble yourself. You must, you must recognize your failures and renew your commitment to do God's will and recognize that I need God's help. You don't recognize you need something from someone uh, 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 unless you you realize that you are at fault in some some form or some fashion. Y'all follow what I'm saying? So number one, we must humble ourselves. Now, on this point right here, praise the Lord, come right around, preacher. Now, on this point right here, humble, humble, humble ourselves. Come right around. He said humble, humble ourselves. Now, uh, when I talk about humble now, I want to go to another scripture. If you hold this, we're coming back to it. Now, y'all read that Moses was the meekest man to ever live. Y'all read that before? Out of all the men that walk on the earth, Moses was the, was the meekest man that will humble mean being meek. Selfishness. Selfish. Uh, selfishness. Am I saying that right? In other words, he was, he, was, he was not selfish. He wasn't about himself. That would humble mean. Humble mean just uh, concern about God things and other things. That's what Moses was all about. Moses was so concerned about the people of God and the work of God more than himself. That's a humble person that puts yourself last and think about others. Y'all follow what I'm saying? Now, how many humble people do you know that, 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 that will put themselves last and think about somebody else first? And Moses was one of the meekest men that ever lived, uh, other than Jesus Christ that walked the earth. You know, when Jesus came, the Bible said he was meek and humble and lowly in heart, you know, and, and all of the blessings of God rested upon him. But so look look at this particular scripture. I'm going to bring you back to Chronicles, whole Chronicles here. But I want you to look at the book of Numbers. Turn over a few pages. Numbers, 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 12th chapter. Can you find Numbers? Turn over a few pages to the left. You find numbers, Deuteronomy. I want to show you right here what he was talking about Moses, the counter, uh, 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 a little bit about Moses' resume, his attitude, and the way he was. We're just in teach mode this morning, okay? Now look at uh, Numbers, the 12th chapter. Y'all got it? Look at verse number three. It said, Now the man Moses was very meek. Above all the men which were up on the face of the earth. Now, this is it. We just take a little peek into Moses' life. Moses was so humble. He was so, uh, I mean, he just cared. Uh, you know, yeah, I've met folks just, just love people. 
just care so much for people. And this way, Moses, well, this is why God chose Moses to lead the children of Israel to the promised land. He sold him out. He could have gotten somebody else, but he looked into Moses' heart. And so Moses had a love for God and for God's people. He said, now the man Moses was very meek above all the men which were upon the face of the earth. Y'all see that? That's what Moses was all about. Moses loved God's people, and he loved God. He loved the work of God. That's what an humble person is all about. An humble person loved God, and he loved the things of God. And so this is why God said uh, to the children of Israel here, he said, if my people, number one condition, he said, uh, we're in Chronicles, the second chapter there, preacher, Chronicles second chapter and verse number 14. He said, if my people call by my name, number one, he said, if they will humble, humble themselves. In other words, if you, uh, you got to become meek and humble, recognizing, uh, your failure. And after you recognize your failure, renew your commitment to do God's will. Lord, I let you down. I know I fear you. And I'm going to, I'm going to make it right. I'm going to renew my commitment to do God's will. Give me one more chance to get this right. That's 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 condition number one. God said, humble yourself. Now notice condition number two. Uh humble yourself. And then he said, What? After that, he said, pray. That's the second condition. We don't want to run through them, just rush through them. I just want to just, just touch on each one of them. So number one, if we humble ourselves, number two, pray. Now, what is praying? Praying. When I looked into praying, praying means to ask someone, to ask for something. Praying is talking to God, to ask someone earnestly. A lot of times we get praying all mixed up when we're asking God. The reason why we don't get many of the things from God that we want, because we don't come to God or go to God. In the right attitude. Ask. Prayer means ask. Prayer is not demanding. Lord, I want you to do it, and you do it right now. Lord, you 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 do we don't command God, we don't order God around. Prayer is asking. Somebody said ask. So when you're praying, you ask. How do you ask somebody for something? Could, could I have a glass of water? That's not demanding. Can I, can I can I use your bathroom for for a second? Can I can I uh can I get you to uh do so and so for me? Prayer is asking, and so when we go to God, we need to learn that when we pray, ask Him. Don't don't demand Him. Don't order Him around, but ask Him. We'll get we'll get out we'll get more results. Just ask. You remember the Lord when Jesus said He said uh uh, uh He said if uh if you if you if you ask, you'll receive. And he said, if you're not, the door will be open. So this is this is the God we serve. The God is said in Israel. He said, humble yourself. And then after you humble yourself, realize your fear, he said, ask. He said, pray. And pray is asking. I'm not demanding. I'm asking you, Lord, Lord, I need, I need something. I need your help. That's what that's what prayer is all about. Asking God. And so we got to learn to ask God. He said, ask, and it shall be given you. Y'all follow what I'm saying? Asking it shall be given you. Now, look at uh, the next point he said to Tyranny. That's the, the second one is ask. And the third condition before we can get to turn around in our life, God said, seek my face. Look at what he said there. The third condition, he said, if they were, if they were pray and seek my faith. Now, what, what do God mean when he says seek my face? I'm seeking the face of God. I'm seeking when when it, when he said when well, I'm seeking the face of God to seek the face of God seek the face of God may come and talk with me. Have you ever went to somebody's house? Well, I'm, I'm came to the house. I'm looking for I'm looking for uh uh Jones. James Jones, he live here. I'm seeking James Jones. I want to find him. So I knock on the door. Do James Jones live here? No, he don't live here. So I go to the next house. I go somewhere else. Do James Jones live? I'm seeking James Jones. I'm not, I'm not seeking nobody, but I'm seeking James Jones. So to seek the face of God means to go after God, to pursue God. And this is what people don't do. They, they pursue many things in life, but they won't pursue God. 
They'll pursue a man. They'll pursue a woman. They'll pursue a job. They'll pursue career. But do you do you not want to pursue God? And this is what God is saying to Israel here, telling Solomon in the dream. He said, I want you to humble yourself, your people, and I want you to pray, and I want you to seek my faith. Knock on some doors till you find God. And this is where we are at, at right now in America. People are not seeking God. They're not knocking on doors trying to find the Lord. Somebody say, I'm trying to find Jesus. I, I'm just looking for the Lord, y'all. I don't know about you, but I'm looking for the Lord. And that's what we need to do. To get this turnaround in our life, these are the four conditions that has to be met. Number one, we must humble ourselves. We must be uh, selfish. No, can't be selfish. We got to be about God's business and God's people business. We got we to gotta pray. We got to ask God. Number three, he says, seek my face. Seek my face. People don't want to go to church anymore. They don't want to go to church. They just want to stay home. They want to do their thing. So how are you going to find the Lord? How are you going to find that person you're looking for if you don't seek them? Well, I, we've been, okay, they said a man been missing. We're looking for this missing man. And this missing woman been missing for so many days and we're looking for her. Well, how are you going to find her if you don't seek if you don't, if you don't go around looking, look in the fields, looking, look in the woods, and just look in the high places, the low places, to find an individual, you got to, you it, it requires some action on your part, right? You got to get out and do some work. I mean, you got to pursue. You got to look here and there. And then every now and then we hear the report where they found the remains of the woman where they found some remains. We don't know if it's her or not. They found some remains in the woods. And so after the doctors and scientists or whatever uh, do their 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 thing and, 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 and check it out, the bones, they say, yeah, these are the remains of uh, Natalie, Natalie Two-Leg. Okay. All right. So so uh, they were seeking, but they did they work. And this, so this is what God said. If my people will seek my face, is anybody seeking the face of God? Anybody looking for the Lord? I'm looking high and low, searching high and low. I, I, I'm looking for the Lord because right now, this point in time where we are, we, we need the Lord and we need to find him. And, and when we find him, cling to him. So God said to Israel, uh, seek my face. All right? That's what God wants to do. Now, let me give you a scripture for seek my face. Turn with me to the book of Psalms. Psalms that's an easy book to find. Psalms. Psalms uh, 27. Psalms 27. So God told Israel, he said, these are the four conditions. Humble yourself. Pray. Seek my face. Now, what does that mean? We, we, we got to do some search. You just walk up to the average person up down the street. They're not looking for God. They're looking for a good time, but they're not looking for the Lord. So we got to seek for God. We got we to inquire, where's the Lord? Is he over here? Is he over there? Where's the Lord? <clears throat> Thank God the Lord is with us. Uh, so Psalms, Psalms uh, 27, y'all got it? Now look at, look at verse number 8. David talked about seeking God. Psalms uh, uh, 27 and verse number 8. He said, now when thou sayest, seek ye my face. And that's what God says, seek my face. When God said, seek me, seek my face, my heart said to thee, thy face will I seek. So when God says, seek my face, that means get busy. Go, you got to get to looking for God. Where is you, Lord? Lord, where are you? Even in, in, in your crisis, whatever you might go be going through in life, seek God. Lord, where are you? I'm looking high and low. I'm searching everywhere. Lord, where are you? And so David said, Lord, when you said, seek ye my face, my heart said unto thee, thy face, Lord, will I seek. Y'all see it? I'm looking for him. I don't know about y'all, but I'm looking for the Lord. I came today looking for the Lord. I'm looking for, I'm looking to hear a word from the Lord. And that's, that's, that's what God is talking about when he said in the, in the third condition, seek my face. Get busy. That don't mean just say, seek my face and you don't do no work. You got you to gotta do your homework. Get busy. Get, get to looking for the Lord. Where is the Lord? Is the Lord over here? Is he moving over there? I need, I need to hear from him. I need a word from him. So he said, when I said, seek my faith, that, that, my heart said, okay, that's exactly what I'm going to do. I'm going to seek your face. I'm going to find. I'm not going to stop till I find the Lord. People stop and they haven't found him. And the fourth condition in Chronicles, 
he said, turn. In the fourth condition right there, he said, turn. Turn from your wicked ways. And these, these are the four conditions that people have to meet, brothers and sisters, in their life before they get a turn. Now, when you think about this, humble yourself, pray, seek my face, and turn on. Now, America haven't turned. They, they're continuing to go straight forth in their evil ways and their evil practices. They're not thinking about turning. They, no, no, no. They're going uh, forward, full speed ahead in their, in their, in their, in their evil ways and, and, their, and, their, and their bad lifestyles. So full speed ahead. They're not talking about turning. But God said, turn. That's the fourth condition. Turn from your Wicked ways. Now, the scripture I want to give you for turn, the book of Isaiah. You can find Isaiah. That's an easy book to find. Isaiah. Isaiah 55 and verse number seven. We're talking about the turnaround. Explained. Humble yourself. Pray. Seek my face. Now he said turn. Those are four conditions. If you want God to do anything for you in your life, this is why this is why this virus is not gone. This is why it's not lifted because the people have not yet done these four conditions. So he said, he said, he said, what? Uh, uh, turn from your wicked ways. Uh, now, notice what he said right here in Isaiah 55. Y'all got it? Look at verse number seven. The Lord said, let the wicked forsake his ways and the unrighteous man his thoughts and let him return unto the Lord. Somebody say return to the Lord. This is what God wants. So when he said forsake your way, that means return to the Lord. Let Leave your ways alone. Your lifestyle that's not in line with the Lord's will let them go. He said, uh, let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts and let them return unto the Lord and he will have mercy upon him. Y'all see it? If you will let your ways go, return to the Lord. He said, God will have mercy. Lord, no, we need mercy. Have mercy, Lord. I never forget when I was about 12 years old, my, my teacher, we was praying there uh, 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 there uh, on the morning's bench. And she, I didn't know how to pray. And we was down on our knees trying to get religions on the morning bench. And she looked at me and she told me what to say. She said, Thomas, just say, Lord, have mercy. I didn't know what to say. She said, Lord, have mercy. So I was down there just saying, Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. And so here, here is what we need today, what we're experiencing today in our land, what, what our world is going through here, we need God to have mercy upon his people. You know, people are dying. People are, are, are just dying in groves. And we need God to have mercy upon us. But he said, let the wicked forsake his ways and the unrighteous man his thoughts and let him return. Somebody said, return unto the Lord. That's what America needs to do. God's people need to do. Return unto the Lord. But no, they don't want to turn to the Lord. They don't want to turn to the Lord. If you don't turn to the Lord. Now, in the old days, uh, the preacher used to preach to us. They said, turn a burn. Well, I ain't trying to hit you hard like that today, but 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 the truth is the truth. The truth is a light. So so they you tell us turn a burn. Okay, now I mean they, they were hard back then. They would hit you hard with it. You turn or you burn. And you know that that's the kind of preaching that folk need today. That, that that's the reason why they don't want to turn. They don't turn because the, the gospel nowadays is so is so weak. It watered down, you know, it, it, it ain't, it's not the full strength anymore. They, they done diluted it, you know, put a lot of water and a lot of sugar and a lot of sweet in there. They sweeten the thing up. And so the gospel really don't, it don't do like it did on the day of Pentecost. When Peter preached on the day of Pentecost, the Bible said, and they were pricked in their hearts. And when they, when Peter put it on, I mean, he told me, he said, you got to turn or you got to burn. And they were pricked in their hearts. And they said to Peter and to the rest of the apostles, what shall we do? Peter said, you got to give your life to Jesus. You got to get baptized and give your life to Jesus. And so the Lord said here, if you would turn uh, uh, unto the Lord, he said, he will have mercy upon him. Lord, have mercy upon us today. Have mercy, Jesus. Have mercy upon our children. Have mercy upon our leaders. Uh, have mercy upon our nation, our schools. 
have mercy, Lord. He said he'll have mercy upon them and to our God, and he will abundantly pardon. God will pardon our sins. He will pardon. I thank God I've been pardoned today. Your sentence has been pardoned. You are set free. You are a free man. You are a free woman because the Lord said, I will pardon you. Anybody been pardoned today? Say, Lord, I thank you for pardoning me. God has pardoned you. Don't let nobody hold nothing over your head. I remember when you used to tip and dip. I've been pardoned. Don't you bring that stuff up. <laughs> Amen. I've been pardoned. I've been set free by the power of God. He says, uh, He said, I will have mercy upon him and to our God, and he will abundantly. He didn't just say pardon, but he said, I will abundantly pardon. And I thank God for this abundantly pardon. Amen. I've been, I've been set free. Amen. And that's what God has done. And so this, these are the four conditions that have to be met. Now, our world, our nation have not yet met these four conditions for God to move. Y'all follow what I'm saying? That's why we don't see results. That's why things are not happening. Our world have not met the four criteria that God said to Solomon. If you meet these four conditions, then I will move. I will do something. Now, now, we see the four conditions. Remember, four and three is what? Seven. Now look back at seven. Look back at Chronicles. Go back to Chronicles. Seven chapter again. I want to finish it up there. Now we see the four conditions. I'm almost done. We see the four conditions that set before for us. And these are the four conditions that have to be met by us. Y'all follow what I'm saying? Humble. Pray. Seek God's face. And turn. Those are the four conditions he asked me to do. And then if, if we do that, here's what God said he'd do. He would do three. All right. All right. See, uh, 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 verse from number, uh, check this out. The latter part of uh, uh, 14, he said, seek my face, turn from the wicked ways. And I, then he said, and I will hear from heaven. And God said, I will, in other words, when he said, I, what does that mean? I will hear from heaven. That means your prayers will be able to. To come up in God's presence again. See, we'll never hear from heaven. You know, under the crowds, you sang this song, Lord, we need a word from you. We need to hear from you. If we don't hear from you, Lord, what will we do? That's the state we're in right now. We need to hear from heaven. We ain't heard none from heaven. So what I'm saying today, he may not heal this nation. But if you and I turn, he'll heal my nation. He'll heal my land. He'll keep the diseases back off of you and I. Y'all hear what I'm saying? Well, I don't know what this nation going to do, Lord, but I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to humble myself. I'm going to pray. I'm going to seek your faith, and I'm going to turn. And if I do that, I expect you to do what you said you would do, and God cannot lie. He would do his part. Now, he would hear. Listen to what he said. If you do these things, he said, I hear from heaven. Your prayers will be answered. Your prayers will be answered. And then God said, I will forgive their sin. Number one, I forgive their sin. I will heal their land. Y'all see that? He's, now those are the three conditions. I hear from heaven. That means I start back hearing prayers. I start back answering prayers. That's what the Lord said. He said, I will hear from heaven. I mean, God said, I will listen to their desperate cry. People crying out to God, oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. But God's not answering. So they're not answering because the four conditions has to be met. And so when the four conditions are met, God, God said, and I hear from heaven. And that means that I will listen to their desperate cry. Their desperate cry. I listen to it. That means I hear from heaven. My prayers, once again, will go up to heaven in the presence of God. And he said he'll listen to our desperate cry. It's good to hear somebody, have somebody listen to you. We live in day and time. People now, don't, they don't want to listen. But, but God said, if you do these four things, I'll listen to your desperate cry. Have you been talking to somebody and, and, and they did all the talking? They did all the talking. They, they just talking, 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 talking. And, and, and they won't let you get a word in. That's a, that's a bad conversation. So we're really, really not a conversation at all. All, all you become is the, it's the earpiece. So you mean you just need an ear. You don't want a conversation. You just want an ear. 
Y'all talk somebody like that. They just wanted an ear. Every now and then when we talk, you need you need to stop and let the other person say something. All right. Now, what you say about that? What you think about that? Huh? And that's what I want to say when we're talking to God, when we praying to God, when he said, ask, we need to. When we're talking to God in our prayers every now and then, brother, you need to stop. You need to be quiet and let God speak back to you. Y'all hear what I'm saying? You do all you said your prayer. You said this whole long speech. You gave God this sermon and, 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 and you didn't stop one time or pause to hear God speak back to you. Sometimes we got to pause and, and, and hear God whisper in our ear and say, yes, I would do this. Yes, I will bless you. Yes, I will do this. Or hear God say, uh, not now, my child. Wait a while. Not now, not, 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 not now. Somebody told me God asked a prayer. He asked a prayer two ways. He said yes, and sometimes he said yes. Sometimes he said no, and sometimes he said wait a while. See, see what I'm saying? He can answer three ways. Yes, you can have it. God answered Brother James' prayer the other day. Yes, you can have it. Got that ride. I'm going to come over there and get me a ride now. God said, yes, you can have that car. And sometimes God said, no, not now, my child. And sometimes God said, wait a while. And said, we don't know how to take it when God said, wait a while. Wait. And we ain't live, we're not living in a world of waiting now. Everybody, won't, everybody don't, have, don't, they don't have time to wait. This is a microwave world. I want it now. I want it now. Put it in there and push a button and let it come out in a few minutes. Microwave dinners now. We live in the microwave world. And, and, and people don't like when God answers prayers those three ways. And so here he said, he said, he said, when you meet these four conditions, God said, I will hear from heaven. He said, mean, I will listen to your desperate cry. And number two, God said, I will forgive you. I will forgive his people and restore. And when God said, he said, I will forgive. Y'all see that? I will forgive their sin. That mean, that, what does that mean? I will forgive their sin. That mean that God said, I will restore my favor to the people again. He said, I'll restore my favor, my peace, my truth, my righteousness, my power among them again. When he said, I will forgive them. That's what God is telling you. God said, I'll restore. I'll restore. I said, restore. God said, I will restore my favor. And that's what we have. We have lost favor with God. When you, when you lose favor with God, everything happens. Man, you drive down the road and the wheels will fall off the car. What's going on, man? You lost favor. Man, you go home and, and somebody call you from work and set a house on fire. What? I mean, you have lost favor with God. Amen. You, when you lose favor with God, things just go wrong. But God said, if you meet these four conditions, I'll do three things. He said, I will listen to your prayers again, your desperate prayer. I will forgive my people. I will restore my favor among you, my peace among you, my truth among you, my righteousness among you, and the power of God among you. And that's what we're missing today. We're missing God's truth. We're missing God's power. We're missing God's favor in our lives today. So America as a whole may not get this right now, but you and I can have it. Y'all hear what I'm saying? You and I can have it. Let's do our part. How about that? Let's do our part. So God said, I'll do these, thing, these three things for you. I'll restore my favor, my truth, my righteousness, and my power among you. And the third thing God said he would do, he said, I heal the land. Well, what, what that mean right there? What did that mean? Second Chronicles 7, 14, explain. Well, I will heal that land. That means God said, prosperity will come back again. I will bless you again. Uh, I will heal the land. See, the land wasn't bringing forth crop. It wasn't bringing forth fruits and producing like it should. God said, I heal you your land. That's all I want God. Lord, you may not hear all America, but hear my land. That means he said, I hear your land. Prosperity come, come back to you. In other words, somebody said, let the good times come back. Y'all remember the good old days? Look at his neighbor and say, let the good times come back. Good times are not back. They're not here yet. We, 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 we remember the good times. Right now, these are not good times. So God said, I will let the good times return. I will, I will, I will, I will, he said, I will heal your land. Prosperity will return again. And the good times can come back when we meet these conditions. 
four conditions we have to meet. We got to humble ourselves. We got to pray. We got to seek the face of God, and we got to turn. That's four. And three, God said, I will listen to your prayer again. Number two, I forgive you again. I restore my favor. Number three, I heal your land. The good times can come back. And four and three is seven, and seven is, 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 a, is a number of completion. That's all I want. God says it's done. Somebody says it's finished. You do your four and God do his three. I don't know about America. I don't know about this nation. I don't know about this president. I don't know about these governors. But I know one thing. If I do my part, God said he's going to do his part. So if he don't heal this nation, my prayer is, Lord, heal my nation. Somebody lift his hand and say, Lord, heal my nation. See, I don't need all America. See, I don't travel all over the United States. I don't travel everywhere. I ain't everywhere all over the place like that. Just wherever I do go. Wherever I go in and come out, Lord, just bless that area. Just bless my area. Y'all follow what I'm saying? Amen. God is good. Give the Lord a hand praise. The turnaround. And this is what God, what's going on in our world. We need to ask God for a turnaround in our lives. We got to seek God, y'all. We got to humble ourselves. We got to pray. And Lord, no, we got to turn. We got to turn. And Moses was the meekest man. When I read this, Moses was something. He was awesome. He was an awesome, I mean, individual. Uh, he he was a he was a he was a priest raising Pharaoh's house. You know, of course, they was killing all the firstborn boys during that time. And his mom put him in a basket, sent him down the Nile River. The woman drew him out of the river, and they she raised Moses right there in Pharaoh's house. Pharaoh was a prince. He was a prince, then turned from prince to a shepherd, watching over the people of God. Think about that. A prince. Somebody say a prince to a shepherd. He gave up being a prince in the house of God. And Moses was learned. They educated Moses. Moses was next in line to be the king. He was next in line to be the Pharaoh. But Moses, the Bible said, he left all that. He left all of what Pharaoh had done. He trained him, sent him to school. Moses was educated uh, by the best of the best. And he was a prince next in line to be the king of Egypt in that land. And he, he, he left all that. And the Bible said he suffered all that to be with the people of God. Now, that's 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 I'm right there. Man, you mean you gave up all that good stuff to come and be with the people of God? That's why I said Moses was the meekest man ever lived. that walked on the face of earth until Jesus came down here. So, you know, he ain't got nothing on Jesus. Nobody got nothing on the Lord, right? So Moses was uh, outside of Jesus. Moses just beat all of us. He just was a caring person about God. And when God chose him to be the leader of the Israel uh, to take these people to the promised land, God chose the right man. He chose somebody else. He probably ran off and left everybody. But God chose Moses because he knew Moses' heart. Amen. The turnaround, brothers and sisters. These are the four conditions that we got to meet in order for God to bless our lives, to come into our lives. And so I want to encourage you today. You be meek. You be humble. God going to bless you. And then uh, one other scripture. Uh, let me read this one to you. Then I'm going to let you go. I'm, I'm going to show you how, why it's so important that you be humble. Turn to Matthew 5. I'm going to let you go with that. Matthew 5. Okay. This is the beatitude. Jesus taught this right here. Now, you want a blessing? I'm talking about you. You, you. you want your business to be blessed? You want your life to be blessed? Check this out right here. Matthew 5. Matthew 5. Matthew 5. In verse number 5. He said, blessed are the meat. Y'all see that? For they shall inherit the earth. Y'all check that out. Let that soak in now. Let it soak in. He said, blessed are the meat. Now, Moses was a meek man. He said, blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Humble is a meek person. He said, blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. You, you want some stuff down here? You want your business? You want, you want houses? You want land? When you think about the earth, what's all down here? You really want to be blessed. Don't be arrogant. Be humble. And you, he said you inherit the earth. 
You think when I think about what's all down here, man, houses and land and money and wealth and all the good things that in this land, God said, you're going to inherit that. You know what you mean when you say inherit it? You, you're going to come into possession of that. One day it's going to be yours. Y'all hear what I'm saying? Somebody says mine just for serving God Almighty. You want it, it's yours. Somebody says yours for the asking. Uh, uh, the meek shall inherit the earth. So when you see the humble people, now man, people get this all messed up and confused. Now don't don't get it confused. Don't be because somebody said, don't be confused. Meek has nothing to do with being weak. Nothing to do, but it's quite the opposite. It has nothing to do with being weak. Nothing to do with that. Meek is just caring, caring. If you just be a caring people. God gonna care for you. You remember we sang the song, there's no secret what God can do, what to do for others, he'll do for you. And then and then he said, what you do for others, what we do for others, he'll do the same for you. And so that's that's the meekness and that's the meekness and the humbleness. So whatever you do for others, God will do it for you. Just think about that. So whatever you do for others, God will do it for you. Y'all follow what I'm saying? So don't have a problem in serving folks. Don't have a problem with helping people. If you help folk, God going to help you. If you care for people, God going to care for you. I bring you a glass of water, and somebody going to bring me a glass of water. Amen, somebody? What you do for others, God going to do it for you. And so here he said, blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit, inherit the earth. It's ours. But I want to tell you right now, and I'm almost done. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. The blessings that's down here are yours. Brothers and sisters, listen to me this morning. Go get your blessing. It's yours. What are you waiting on? Those are yours. That's your stuff. That's yours. He said, you go inherit it. It's yours. Go get it. I don't know about you. I'm going to get my blessing. Look, somebody said, I'm going to get my blessing. I'm going to get my blessing, y'all. God says, man, I'm, I inherit it. I want my stuff. And some of y'all, the devil took your stuff. Go take it back because that's your stuff. Somebody, I'm going to take my, I'm going to get my stuff. I want, I want, I'm sure she, she said, I want it all back. <laughs> I want it all back. I want it back. It's, that's mine. The blessings of the Lord are ours because of the way we are. I want it all back. All right? It's yours. Now, you keep that in mind. And don't let the devil tell you you don't deserve this and you don't deserve that. And, you know, it's, it's yours. It's yours. Amen. Give the Lord a hand for you. God bless you. We thank God for you today. That's how 2 Chronicles 7 and 14 work. The turnaround. You do four, God do three. Four and three is seven. Completion. God bless you. Thanks, Pastor Johnson, for another amazing message. Make sure to join us next week for an all-new episode of the Upper Room Church Podcast. Until then, remember, encounter Jesus, echo hope, and dwell in love.